This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Season 2, Episode 17 of the Golden View Podcast. And I had meant to podcast last week. Got sick and we hit a snag uh, with the most recent Thursday 2pm live with Earl Thomas uh, streaming through my streaming platform, Restream, turning out to be the fact that if you use Safari browser found on a Mac with Restream, it creates complications. So Earl and I have sorted out the um, browser issues, uh, hopefully, and we'll see you this Thursday live on the Golden V Podcast Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Golden V Podcast. But I'm still going to do the regular full podcast tonight as well. And I'm trying to think of where I can start because the most obvious place to start is always with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and I've got a lot of uh, Canucks news just because I was at the game last Tuesday, the 24th, against the Blackhawks. And as it turns out with today's news that Bo Horvat has been traded to the New York Islanders, of all places, um, that was the last time I saw Bo Horvat in a Canucks uniform. So that's a bit of a surprise. I'm going to break down the trade. Uh, obviously, we didn't podcast last week talking about Bruce Boudreaux's firing, Rick Tockett's arrival, and what the Horvat trade means for the Canucks. But... Uh, Let's start with the Horvat trade because I've got it here in front of me and um, I get this through the athletic this afternoon uh, coming up on my phone as a notification. So when we're breaking things down here, we see Bo goes to the New York Islanders for a two ratty. Anthony Beauvillier is the right way to pronounce it and it protected 2023 first round draft pick. And so... I think a lot of Canuck fans are probably going to be angry, and I've seen some reaction already that uh, they didn't get enough for Horvat, despite the fact that a lot of the same people, whether they're on Twitter or social media or not, are just um, posting on a Facebook page or anything else, uh, thought and a lot of people wanted or thought Horvat should be traded. So he's been traded. So if you wanted him traded or you thought he was going to be traded, don't complain that he's now been traded and you don't think that it's enough. Um, but yeah, one of the first major pieces... Uh, and someone who's been part of the Canucks for nine years is now to the Islanders. Uh, some looking at it as a rental because uh, Horvat's contract is up at the end of the season. Uh, it's Bo's best season as a Canuck, uh, given the fact that he's got 31 goals so far this season. Um, and, you know, people can have it both ways, right? If you want to rebuild a franchise and then you trade Bo Horvat and then you're angry about what you traded Bo Horvat for, um, and so there's really no way to win. And you're not going to please everybody because there's always going to be a segment. Um, you know, there's always going to be a segment that's never going to be satisfied with this trade, no matter what this team does. But uh, diving a little deeper, too, um, in terms of the Boudreaux firing, we saw it coming probably a mile away with all the um, announcements, rumors on social media, Elliot Friedman on Hockey Night in Canada, uh, it's probably one of the worst worst kept secrets in franchises history, and you see the game uh, right before I saw Chicago last Tuesday, um, where um, Bruce was very emotional on the bench, and you can see what happened. And 
one of the more interesting things that I delved into um, was the entire press conference with new coach Rick Tockett, Rutherford and Alvin. And one thing that struck me most, most and was immediately apparent to me was just Alvin's body language and his level of comfort with Tockett given their time together in Pittsburgh. Um, and just the fact that maybe they, <laughs> Rutherford and Alvin felt that they could direct Tockett in a way they couldn't direct Bruce. That's purely my guess or conjecture, whatever you want to call it. But I sense a lot more comfort and a lot more familiarity with Tockett uh, just because they worked together in Pittsburgh and, the, and those guys won two, two Stanley Cups uh, with Tockett as an assistant coach in Pittsburgh uh, and Rutherford and Alvin in charge. But um, yeah, n- not a great way for it to end. Um, I know there's a lot of blowback against Tockett. Uh, the game I was at on last Tuesday against the Blackhawks when Tockett and his staff were announced, a lot of fans booed. Um, I didn't boo. I'd like to give Tockett a chance, but I really don't know um, when you see him come in before the Horvath trade, what he what's what he's going to do with this team given its current current state, um, the fact that it's fast slipped over that twelve game stretch we mentioned last time, where they had a two and ten record, they fired Bruce, and then um, you know what they did after that was, you know they were two and ten against a series of really tough teams. They beat Chicago last Tuesday when I saw them, but I thought they were awful in the first two periods. They couldn't finish. Um, played well in the third against Chicago, beat a weak team in Chicago. Uh, got blown out by the Kraken on Wednesday in Seattle and then came back and beat a weak Columbus team uh, on Friday night. And now in a bit of strange time there, they have a week off, basically. And it's NHL's All-Star game this week in Florida. Um, so Bose made his move. And he will debut against the Canucks next week when the Canucks and Islanders play in New York. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting uh, turn of events. But, um, you know, it's it's really interesting to see people's reaction. There'll never be enough. And uh, a lot of people talked or speculated about him being traded, and he's been traded. So um, just trying to think what else I have to throw in there on the Canucks. I mean, they still have a lot of work to do. And, I mean, we've been handcuffed by so many bad uh, Jim Benning moves. And, you know, what really kills this team is its lack of defense. Starting way back even when uh, Tanev exited, Stetcher exited, both the same year after the 2020 playoff bubble. Neither of them was re-signed. Uh, Ole Ulevi, I would say officially or unofficially now, is probably a bust pick. As a 2016 fifth overall, he was a defense pick. Has not materialized into anything. I don't even know whose team he's on now, how many teams he's bounced uh, since the Canucks traded him to Florida. And Edler's gone too. So when you think about... <laughs> removing three players or like that and then adding in a top five pick that didn't materialize into anything. It's no wonder this defense is a mess coupled with the fact that you bring in uh, an old Oliver Ekman Larson, uh, who probably shouldn't be playing top pairing minutes at this stage in his career. Um, so yeah, we're in a fine mess, but uh, the Canucks have made a move forward, but I'm not going to dwell uh, too much on the Canucks, but let's keep moving um over to the Giants. Now, the Vancouver Giants, one of the more interesting things was last uh, Wednesday's game that the Giants hosted uh, for the C- CHL's top prospects. But uh, obviously, Connor Bedard making an appearance in that game. And the Giants following that up uh, with a couple of um, games, 3-1 against Kelowna last, uh, I want to say, last Friday night. And then following that up with a 5-1 to loss in Kelowna. And so... Um, I remember listening last week, too, to Sportsnet 650, and it's Brooke Ward, who has a weekly Giants um, piece with Bill Wilms talking just about how it felt like 
something was missing um, for the Giants, maybe on the ice and in their locker room. And I know I alluded to it on a previous podcast just about, obviously when you make moves like trading guys like Zach Ostapchuk, what that's going to do to a team. Um, and so they've obviously taken a step back with a guy like uh, Zach going. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not really a surprise, right? Um, it's going to be painful, uh, I think, maybe for the Giants for a while, too. Um, but maybe not quite as bad as it is for the Canucks. But it, it's going to fluctuate more, you know, in the WHL and junior. Um, but, yeah, still going to keep my eyes peeled on the Giants. Um, looking at some other breakdowns on teams and scores here. Still still have some great, you know, players in the pipeline, obviously, in the Giants. Uh, guys like Jasper Vickerman, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights prospect, is still around. So that's a positive. Um, yeah, I'm going to delve a little more into Giants news. I know I focused more on the Canucks this week. But um, moving down to talking about the Vancouver Warriors. Oh, man. Earl and I are going to be back on Thursday. We started out our tech issues that I mentioned, but a 27, 20-7 loss to Panther City on Saturday night. Um, just another blowout for the Warriors. It seems like it's becoming all too commonplace. Um, you know, a nine-goal explosion, according to the press release, uh, by the Panther City Lacrosse Club. Um, and just looking down a little bit here, too, at the game, Will Malcolm, who's from New West, I wonder if he's a salmon belly at one point, scoring five goals and adding eight assists. Um, two goals from Logan Schuss for the Giants. Um, nothing from Keegan Ball here that I can see. And coming in this week, Earl and I are going to preview it on Thursday. Um, and they host the Saskatchewan Rush. Um, and Alex Bouquet, who's back, I wonder if he'll be playing uh, on Saturday for the Rush. Um, I guess after Ezreal reminded me the other day, Bouquet turned down the um, the Warriors contract, right? He didn't want to sign with Vancouver in the offseason. Um, I don't know if the goaltending makes that much of a difference, but they've already cut Steve Fryer, um, and they've got Ethan Woods and uh, Aiden Walsh, so it's going to re- remain to be seen what's going to happen um, to the Warriors, but... You know, with Dan Richardson now stepping back, uh, accordingly acting as acting GM and coach, you want to get according a little bit of time, but I was talking to a friend who's a season ticket holder, and he's already said to me, wow, it just seems like with all the games that are left, uh, the, the Warriors are already out of the postseason at 1-6, and six, uh, which is really disappointing and really hard to watch, especially if you're, you know, camped in on season tickets for the, for the rest of the season. And you've got how many games left? One, two, three, four. Like, you've got almost a full slate of games every week. Um, you know, heading into the the end of... Um, yeah, no, I mean, the Warriors go all the way through until April 29th. Um, and it's January 30th. And they're basically a non-factor in the NLL's uh, West Division already. Um, you know, and there's... I, I want to say there's probably nine to ten games left. Um, yeah, and they're just, they're out of the race. So that's disappointing, but we're going to catch up with Earl on Thursday. I'm breaking down the Whitecaps a little bit. Whitecaps continuing on preseason, playing friendlies in Spain. So I'm not going to dive too deep into those. Um, but looking at what's going on with some Whitecaps news, a big thing is obvious that Florian Youngworth has decided after 15 years, he's stepping back and not going to be playing for the Whitecaps anymore. Um, but he's a first-team assistant coach. So that's good to see he's going to stay with the organization. Um, looking down a little bit at his career, uh, six goals, 10 assists across 155 MLS appearances. Yep, Canadian Championship winner with the White Cups last year. 
A nice little side note for me, you had tickets for that game is to, to, due to getting COVID-19. So hoping that uh, if there's a Canadian Championship in Vancouver this year, I'm going to get there. And I don't see why I wouldn't. Um, so that's the big Caps news. Just want to do a little work down on the schedule too, because um, obviously the big move this season, we've talked a little bit about it. It's a bit of a shame with the um, the Caps um, moving to... Um, or the MLS signing its 10-year deal with uh, Apple TV, so I'm still remaining to be seen. Um, Whitecaps playing a series of friendlies, starting on the first against um, DC United, then against Charlotte, then against Toronto, St. Louis, uh, Minnesota, 25th of February at 7.30. Caps host Real Salt Lake uh, in the MLS regular season to start. Then against San Jose, then the CONCACAF Champions League on the 8th against Real España. And so that's where we're looking at the Caps um, starting. I'm going to have to inquire, investigate about uh, picking up some seats maybe for the Salt Lake game and at least, uh, you know, giving the Caps a bit of a a bit of a chance to prove what they have on the pitch this season. I haven't dug too deep yet into their players. Um, but yeah, things are, are developing nicely. And just looking at Twitter here, they're... Um, Landing in uh, Palm Springs, obviously, to start off. Um, just want to see what else we've got on the Caps. Not too much. Um, looks like they're taking off from uh, YVR as well. Um, so, yeah, going to be a bit of a different look this year, too, with the whole uh, MLS season pass on Apple TV. Now, Apple TV is moving more and more to acquiring more sporting Events obviously with the Major League Baseball games, and I was not sure how crazy I am about uh, Apple as a sports channel, but uh, there we are. And so, um, just going to keep moving through here because we've got a few more things to cover. Um, BC Lions have been digging on some news. It's a little harder at this time of the year. Um, I found this tweet for hashtag CFL via Sports Cage. Um, and one of them from the 29th, but ranking the CFL West, obviously, Nathan Rourke is gone. Uh, we're fully going to have Vernon Adams on board for the season. Uh, give him a shot, without a doubt. Um, this ranking has this Bombers in first, but they're borderline getting old. I don't know if that's just in reference to Zach Caleros. Stamps at number two. Bo Levi Mitchell, obviously, off to Hamilton. Lions at three. Elks at four. Riders. Um, I mean, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at five. So I don't know. I, I'm going to have to investigate a little more, too, on the Stamps because I don't know if it's going to be um, the Stamps second and the Lions third. I guess that depends. Uh, T.J. Lee signing a two-year contract extension, which is awesome. Good to see he's going to probably finish his career uh, in B.C. as a Lion, uh, extending um, Bola Combo for two more years. So a couple of big pieces there um, on the Lions defense that are staying. Um National offensive lineman David Neville uh, has been signed. He'll be back for the 2023 season. Uh, didn't play at all in 2022. Uh, shoulder surgery. Um, Jacob Scarfone has also signed, a, signed to a contract extension. Expires next February. Um, trying to remember where Scarfone fit in on the offense. Obviously, Burnham stepped away. Um, where does that leave us with the likes of Scarfone, Lucky Whitehead, I'm trying to think who else is on that receiving core. I have to look. But um, Scarfone, yeah, 10 receptions for 131 yards, one touchdown. Uh, be interesting to see how he figures into the offense. Um, 
this season. What else do we have for the Lions? Um, you know, just off-season signings. Obviously, a lot of speculation. The biggest thing with the Lions right now is speculating what they're going to do and where they sit um, in relation to how Adams helps them for next season. And I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter, too, just a, a little bit about, too, as well, just how um, the Lions will be okay. I don't know if they're going to be quite as dynamic with, with Adams. Um, considering how when he came in, um, you know, and they tried Pipkin, a quarterback, and it, it just seemed like the first couple games after they lost work in late, late August that they really had no clue what they were doing on offense. I think they have a bit more of a clue with Adams now. I'm really curious to see how he, he comes in to training camp. He's the number one starter. Um, I'm trying to think who else they have on their quarterback list, and I've been trying to find that. But um, Michael O'Connor was another guy who obviously got hurt last year after work got hurt. And so um, I'd be interested to see what this turns into um, for the Lions in 2023. And I don't think, again, I need to recap after the one positive season with work. Um, the two seasons of Mike Riley... Um, and then obviously the 2020 season was the season of, of no CFL season due to COVID. So really one great season in 2021 or 2022, I should say, after two crappy years of Mike Riley and we hadn't made the playoffs since 2016 uh, when Jennings was at the helm. So hoping that we don't take a step backwards this year when there's really only been one good season under Rourke and nothing since 2016 before the Rourke season. So um, I don't have committed to any tickets at present. Uh, I always wait to see how the season starts um, just because so many games I went to between, say, 2017 and the end of 2021 um, and the lines were so bad, uh, like to the point of beyond painful, right? So there's no point in investing in a team that's just not going to um, even sniff the playoffs or even play games, um, you know, where they're even a competitive team. But uh, yeah, no, I'm going to give, definitely give Adams a chance and Third, third, third isn't a bad ranking for the Lions. Finishing there, they, I guess they would travel to uh, Calgary to play a Western semifinal as opposed to hosting uh, this past season, and they went to that game, which was fantastic. Uh, but one, just going to check on one thing here. Uh, working on getting another guest on the podcast through a live stream too. Uh, Niall O'Donohue, who runs Seas Plus Baseball website, check that out. Niall's going to help me do some uh, Facebook Lives on the Canadians. And so... Only thing I'm finding on the Canadians right now, checking out their website. Uh, biggest thing they've got is uh, announcements of ticket packages. And obviously the roster is a long way from being set when uh, Major League season is two years away. Looking for uh, people to work, and there's the intro music there. Looking for people to work in the box office and other places. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden Bee Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. <laughs>